Hey, this is Armand Asante, and I want to send a big thank you to Sabina Curcio for having me on her show, Growing Up Italian, which was a big part of my life. Federico Castelluccio here, uh, Furio from The Sopranos, and you are watching Growing Up Italian podcast with Sabino Curcio, and you gotta be on a you hat. What's up, everybody? This is the Growing Up Italian Podcast. We have a very special episode, as you can see today, the legendary Federico Castelluccio, Armad Santi. Thank you. Thank you guys for your time today. How are you guys feeling? Pleasure to be here, man. Feeling great. Feeling great. Love Rhode Island. Yep. Been here many times. Uh, I understand it's your first time, right? My first is time. Is your first time in Rhode Island? Yeah. What is there to do in Rhode Island? Because I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, you We're know, trying to, to figure it out yeah, as well. Go, <laughs> I think you've got to go to Federal Hill, right? And uh, go to some of the Italian restaurants that are still around. Yeah, food is you know, amazing. Food is amazing out here. Truly amazing. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, when you think of Rhode Island, it's not like any big sports teams here. Or, there's not one baseball team, basketball, football team. I can't think of like one major. Like, so Rhode Island is not really looked at as the a Patriots, big city. I guess, right? Patriots? Well, Patriots yeah. are... Yeah, yeah. Is, is uh, New, New England. England. That's so right. I Rhode mean, Island you know, Rhode Island, yeah, it's part of New England. So, so it's an hour away. Yeah, it's not bad. So, I mean, you, you know, know it's not, uh, they're it's very not... proud of their their football team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had a lot of success. I just want to say that we, we were talking a little bit before we started rolling that I love two particular characters that both of you guys played. Obviously, Furio and Gotti, John Gotti and uh, the HBO movie. And we were just talking about it. And uh, you had a great story about your role in that whole movie and how you help with the cast. And I would just love to hear, like, you tell everybody. No, uh, there's no mystery uh, to that film. It, it came out of an amazing team. It was helmed by the writer Stephen Shagan, who wrote, Stephen Shagan wrote for Brando and Scott. He was an amazing writer. Blacklisted during the uh, 50s. Uh, he wrote some very, very powerful scripts. But... I really look at Stephen's uh, writing because he really understood the um, larger implications of what the Gotti case represented, and I think that um, that was the that was in a way the nucleus by which people like Gary Lucchese, who at the time was the head of Paramount, he has uh, his own production company now, Robert Harmon, whom I wanted for the film because I saw his first film called The Hitch Hitchhiker, The Hitcher, mm -hmm. with Rutger Hauer. And oh, it was yeah. one of the most yeah. epically shot, great. simple it was films. Great film, man. No, but the way great. he used the camera was, he, he just was all raw emotion, the way he shot. And I thought he would be amazing. Because the Gotti film was, was very an intimate, an intimate portrait of a character. And, and I thought the way uh, Robert Harmon shot it was a be beautiful director, phenomenal director. And also, I mean, you have to remember the, the, the uh, opportunity to have actors that initially HBO was very skeptical of, mm -hmm. but I maintained a very strong, a very strong allegiance with um, Robert Harmon and Gary Lucchese that we should have um, uh, Dominic Cianese, uh, Tony Sirico, Vincent Pastore in those roles because mm -hmm. they were perfect for those roles. Mm -hmm. It was unquestionable. And so, I mean, I remember watching the movie when I was 
very young. Right. Like, you know, I was very young when that movie came out. And then I rewatched right. it as I got older. Yeah. And I, when I rewatched it, I was like, oh my God, there's so many Sopranos guys in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, Dominic Chinese, Vincent Pastor. Yeah. Uh, Tony, Tony Rico. Rico. Yeah. So some of the biggest characters on the Sopranos. So, yeah. you know, it's just great because obviously your role on Sopranos, my, one of my favorites because on Sopranos, like we usually get a lot of heat, especially in my world when, you know, we post like funny memes of Sopranos. They're like, why are you guys pushing like this like mafia stuff? And mm -hmm. I, but it's also like a story about a, a family man and family values. But also your character was off the boat Italian guy. So you kind of showed the different kinds of Italians out there. And that's what we also do. So that's true. So I loved your role in that. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I, um, I actually auditioned for another character the year before. The, really? Yeah. It was uh, for the character of Johnny Sack. Oh, and really? I remember my agent calling me up because I, I, after seeing the first episode of the Sopranos, mm -hmm. I said, this is absolutely something I need to be a part of because I, um, you know, I was an actor, you know, doing theater and, you know, television, film stuff. And um, it was, it struck a chord with me because it was like nothing I had ever seen before mm -hmm. on television. It was like each episode was like a small film. Mm -hmm. the, the music that was so perfect for it at the end, um, you know, the characters. I mean, it, you know, I had worked with certain people like Vin, Vinnie Pastor before mm -hmm. uh, and... Uh, uh, Michael Imperioli and new from the theater circuit. So th there were all these 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 wonderful actors and James Gandolfini, who was an actor that I that a lot of people didn't know him at the time, but I knew him. I, I spotted these these small roles that he did, his supporting roles mm -hmm. throughout the years. I've seen him. I used to see him in you know black box theater in New York City, and I always he always left an impression on me. Mm -hmm. And when I saw his name on the breakdowns, and when I saw him in that in that series, I said, this, this, somebody made the right choice to yeah. get this guy as the lead. Yeah. And, um, so I auditioned my, my, my manager calls me up. Uh, my, my agent at the time, uh, Bob Barry calls me up and says, you know, I've got this audition. I said, yes, I don't want an under five. I don't, you know, like a day player thing. It's gotta have, uh, it's gotta be something with a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, substance to it, you mm -hmm. know, uh, maybe a two or three episode thing. He goes, well, this character, Johnny Sack, he's the New York boss. I said, well, send me the breakdown. I read it. I call him back. I go, I'm not right for this. <laughs> I got long hair. Yeah, I don't <laughs> um, want to smoke you know, a thousand this is a, cigarettes. This is, a, this, is a fucking, this is a a John Gotti type here, yeah. man. This is, I'm not. He goes, he goes, Federico. He would have been a great uh, Johnny yeah, right. Sack, too. No, no shame to Curatola, but right? I could have that's, that. That's funny. Right? But no, no, no. He's this, uh, he, you know, he's this, this is a unique, very uh, singular <laughs> individual and actor here, man. I yeah. I don't even want to, you know, I just, what he did in, in yeah. his, in his legendary. career. Is yeah. Legendary. Absolutely. Absolutely legendary. Uh, so what wound up happening, long story short, I go in, I read for the thing. And I get a call back and then nothing. When I see who they got, which was Vince Curatola, yeah. right? I'm like, that's who I imagined, <laughs> you know, this role to be, a, you know. No harm, no foul. He was older, you know, he was an older guy, very kind of like blown back hair, like Gotti and stuff. So, yeah, no. I, and, um, you know, about six or eight months later, then I got another call uh, to do, uh, to, to read for Furio. And oh, that's uh, great. So that's how that Actually, came about. it's funny. And in, in Brooklyn, on top of my sandwich shop, we have an office 
where we're always filming content, you know, new world, just social media content. So it's not even with a camera like that, just cell phone stuff. And one of these kids that works with us has like hair similar to yours. So he put it in a ponytail and went up to one of the kids and smacks the hat out and goes, stupid a fucking hat. <laughs> so, you know, it just when you're in a show yeah, yeah. like Sopranos, people like when they see you, I'm sure they like right away, like your famous lines, they'll say, you know, yeah, stupid I get that all the time. Game, right? Yep, yep, I get that all the time. Uh, you know, that that's one of the famous ones, stupid the fucking game, that yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, you got to be on your hat, you know. So it's yeah. it's like all these like little lines, but you hear that all the time. Whenever somebody, but, sees you, you know, it's endearing in a way because yeah. you know your fans are connecting with you. They love the show, and you know uh, when they meet you, it's it's just like this re really cool experience, you know. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm 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 always happy to hear that from the yeah, different yeah. people. You know? I want to give a quick shout out to to Pete for connecting us, and uh, we actually got Premium our phone. Pete, yeah, Premium my man. Pete, the legend that just made this happen too. But uh, when we spoke on the phone at time, we discovered that we're paisans too. That that you come from a town that's 25 minutes from my town, Torosaria. So yeah, Torre I love Orsaya, I Tower love, of the Bears. Exactly, Torosaria. Orsaya. Orsaya. I Tor never know how to say okay, it. Okay, I'll say, I'll say Listen, watch. Watch my lips. Torre Orsaya. 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 Yes. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful town. It's literally three towns over from mine. So when I when I heard that, I literally lost my mind because it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's a yeah, small town. Yeah, it's a small world. And then town. also you've done a bunch of stuff in Williamsburg where I grew up. That's true. Like the the Banker of Brooklyn movie, right? Yeah, yeah. The Brooklyn Banker. Brooklyn I, Banker. I, I was filmed on location in uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. And that it takes place in 1973. And uh, it revolves around a banker that's got this rare gift for memorizing numbers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he is embroiled in a scheme to steal money from the boss. Yes, yes. From his father-in-law, who's yes. a, sort of a bumbling knock-around guy. But you realize he's one of the smartest guys in the in, yeah, yeah. In the story. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love, yeah, he set that all up. And that, I mean, I don't want to spoil ending, but yeah, incredible yeah, yeah. ending. <laughs> and uh, I love the part with the checks that this guy... He doesn't even have the checks with him, and he's like remembering every number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I literally watched that movie right after we spoke on the phone the first time, and I know like twenty actors in that movie. Oh, that's literally. interesting. And Actually, like local, the local people, yeah, like people that are from my neighborhood that had like little background roles, like the guy in the sausage stand. Like I, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I was I was telling Armand uh, the other day because Armand actually came to the set one day when we were filming. Uh, but I, it, it, it actually started as a short film called Lily of the Feast, written by Michael Rossigliano, okay. who actually wrote the feature as well. Because well, Lily, Lily stands for Gilio. That Gilio, that's yeah, exactly. right. Lily of the Feast, right. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was with that film that, you know, I, I actually, you know, played the lead in that, directed it, and mm -hmm. also co-produced it. And we won tremendous amount of awards. It went into like uh -huh. a number of film festivals. And it was with that short film that we were able to to uh, secure the financing of like $2 million for for the film. Which wow. is, you know, it's okay. It's an okay, uh, you know, budget yeah. for a short, uh, for a uh, an independent feature. You know? I'm curious to how you guys met. Because I, I got the vibe just from having breakfast we met, with you guys. We, can I tell you how we met? We met the very first time at the top of the sixes. When your your uh, your cigar aficionado cover came out, right. and wow. uh, we had a cigar together, we we exchanged you know like you know some thoughts and stuff. Wow. We were there were a bunch of people there that day, but yeah. I was so excited to meet Armand because you know he I've been a fan of his for forever. I mean, he's a legend. Uh, 
Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and the fact that we've we've become friends and now we're we're kind of in business together with uh, virtual virtual cons. cons. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We should actually talk about virtual cons a little bit, so we plug it in. That's why we're all here today. Exactly. So, um, go ahead. I, I think you explained the best. Well, you know, um, virtual cons basically was born out of uh, necessity to uh, to reach out to the fans and for the fans to reach out to us mm -hmm. because of COVID. Uh, you know, we were doing live conventions. You know, mm -hmm. Sopranos Con, Mob Movie Con. A lot of people at Sopranos Con. Oh, we, <laughs> we were blown away by. The amount of love and, and you know, the amount of people that showed up. We were expecting like 4,000, 4,500, 15,000 show up. That tells you something. Yeah. And it also tells you that there there is sort of a need for people in the world that love shows like ours to mm -hmm. connect with, with the actors and celebrities. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Michael Mata who is from Rhode Island. I actually met him yeah. right before here. Brilliant guy. Brilliant. Uh, and he's a character yeah. too. So uh, he calls me up and basically he tells me that there are these two super fans, Joe Fama, who came up with the idea, and um, uh, and another, another. Uh, what, 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 tell me his name. Danny. Danny. Oh, Danny. Uh, Dan Trader. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I just had a, you know, one of those brain farts. Sorry. Dan Time <laughs> Memorial. You know, and I speak to Dan every day. <laughs> sorry about that, Dan. Uh, but so, yeah, so they called me up. They wanted to do this, this, uh, this convention. Uh, and so when we had to rethink it, uh, this, is, this is how virtual cons came up. And so I reached out to several people that I know, including Armand. And, uh, you know, we pitched the idea to him. And then you can yeah. take it over yeah. from there. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to hear how you, how you came on board. I think what Federico said is, uh, is very um, present right now in that, because of this COVID crisis, I mean, people do really want to communicate. And you're seeing it in, in the reality of social media. It's just literally exploded. And I think the any need for accessibility, to find out, to actually have one conversation. You know, sometimes if you have a conversation, one conversation, one moment can change a person's life. And I found that out in my lifetime. I mean, I've seen, well, I gave a class last year in, uh, in Russia, and uh, it had a very profound effect. And I know that I think with virtual cons, it does not, does not have to be just a shout out, hi, so-and-so, happy birthday, goodbye. Yeah, we, like take we, your we, money we and leave. It's not taking in, your money and leaving. You can invite people in for what is the question you want to know from me? How can I help you move your, your life forward? So you're going to be doing like teaching classes on that? We, we, Federico yes. and I have yeah. discussed this. I, I know you, be very, you do painting very, uh, classes. Yeah, we're going to be doing a master class together, um, an acting master class. That's great. That's yeah. great. I, I'll be doing a painting class as well, you know, showing people how actually to start a painting from ground to finish. For the, for the, the, I'm going to make um, the painting of what you did of Tony and Carmela yes. as like the Duke and... Uh, Duke and Duchess of North exact, Caldwell, yeah. I, that was a... I literally put a picture on my Instagram today when I saw it in the office. But it's based on incredible. a 15th century painting uh, called the Duke and Duchess of Urbino of Italy. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, so it's a, it was a take on that. It's a, sort of a, a fool the eye combination of uh, of art history and pop culture, and that's mm -hmm. that's what people kind of relate to, you know. No, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, you were telling a great story about uh, Bocelli. Um, before when we were having breakfast. I was that very, was very fortunate. I was a guest at um, his celebrity fight night in Florence. I can only tell you it's one of the most astonishing groups of people uh, I've ever been 
creators. Assemblers with. I mean, yeah. the, the people that were there, David Foster, um, anyone around Bocelli is, is I, I'll give you an example. Um, peripherally, I went out one night to dinner outside of Florence, probably about about 60 kilometers outside of Florence. Mm-hmm. It's like 30, 40 and, miles. Yeah. And Bocelli has a group of musicians and singers that he works with consistently. That live that live with him? No, no. But they just like his normal, to work. Yeah, yeah. I need to work on this hour. Yeah, let's yeah. Work and uh, we went to this dinner, very rustic old Italian restaurant. And uh, extempore, every one of them got up and either sang or played wow, really? the violin. I filmed it. It is so powerful. And you, you realize the magnitude of these people's talent is just, it's, it's mind-blowing. And, you know, a cultural figure like Puccelli has to be sustained by that kind of commitment. What was your energy. initial reaction when you seen him? Were you just like, huh? when, you, when you first saw him, were you like starstruck? Like, I can't believe no, this I is not, a, I had met his son in New York years ago. I knew about him. I have all his albums for many, many years. So, and, and I had a very lovely invitation to go. But um, I will tell you that, it's an expensive, expensive charity event to go to, but it's worth every penny. It will change your life. You you said you got invited there, right? I got Sorry. invited many times, yeah. Well, you have to go. Bocelli, yeah. uh, Andrea Bocelli's song introduced my character on The Sopranos in uh, wait, wait, the oh, Commendatory uh, oh, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, Do you remember? Right, that's right. When they first right. get to the hotel, they're you know you're hearing that song. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And, so yeah, uh, you have. Direct ties to Bocelli forever. For that. Yeah, well, they invited us anytime they would come to New York or New Jersey. They would. They we had an invitation from their group uh, to come in. I introduced my parents to to him. They've got photos. They were so excited, you know, to meet uh, Andrea Bocelli. And um, I mean, he's just yeah, a so figure. Just, when you think of Italian culture, you oh, have to think of absolutely. Andrea Bocelli. Absolutely, you know. Like Pavarotti, you know, it's oh, the yeah. same exact thing. You know, he's, yeah. his his legacy will live on forever. Yeah. But uh, listen, um, thank you guys for your time. This is oh, amazing. Oh, it's a, and, pleasure, uh, really. If you guys are interested, check out Virtual Cons. We're we're going to be partnering with them also. So this is great. It's great. I appreciate Our you guys. Our launches today. Absolutely. God bless. Thank Ciao. you.